Welcome to the Bluegrass Bammer podcast. I'm Stephanie Boyd, your host. In case you didn't know, Bammer stands for Badass Mother Runner. This podcast will bring you stories from across Kentucky and beyond about badass women running and the people that support them. Let's get started. Hey guys, happy October. I'm here with episode 29 today for you. Uh, It's showing up as the hardest part with Marcy Prather. And I really hope you enjoy this episode. Marcy is fun. Uh, She's so lighthearted and smart and really inspirational. And I hope that you enjoy her story. She tells us a little bit about how she got restarted with running after battling breast cancer and surviving. And uh, she just really helps motivate a lot of, of women here in the Louisville community. And so I wanted to have her on the show. I hope you enjoy her advice as much as I did. And we'll get started right after a few words from our sponsor, Anchor. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Bluegrass Spammer podcast. I am here today, your host, Stephanie Boyd. And with me, I have my friend, Marcy Prather. Hi, Marcy. How are you? I'm great, Stephanie. How are you today? I'm doing awesome. I'm very excited for you to be here today. I'm excited too. A little nervous, but excited. Everybody says they're nervous, by the way. And if you've listened to any of the podcasts, they've all turned out just fine. So there you go. It's fun to be nervous. Um, Every now and then I get a little nervous when I do these too. So it's good. We'll be nervous together. It's going to be great. So um, for those that don't know Marcy, I'm going to have you introduce yourself uh, to everybody here in just a second. But I met Marcy through our running group here, she runs this town, Louisville, and I probably met Marcy two years ago. It's all running together now with COVID, um, and we can talk about maybe when you join the group too when we talk today, but it's two or three years ago. Might have been 2019, 2018, I don't remember, but anyway, I've known you a couple of years now, and um, you know, I put together a list of people that I would like to invite on the show, and Marcy's uh, been on my list, and Marcy, you actually got on my list, um, it was after I met you, but right after I met you, someone uh, who's a mutual friend of ours messaged me and said, have you ever thought about having Marcy on the podcast, so of course, then I bumped you up my list, because if I think you need to be on the show, and then a, a mutual friend does, then yeah, we got to have you on, so welcome, welcome, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. That is so kind. I appreciate it. I I will keep our mutual friend um, anonymous for now so that you're not angry at them until this is over and it all goes well. (laughs) I wouldn't be angry. (laughs) Well, so for those people that don't know you, if you don't, uh, you know, if you don't care just to tell everyone that's listening um, how you identify as a human being, what are some qualifiers you put on yourself to tell people who you are? Um, I would say first, I'm a mother. Um, I was a wife. My husband passed away from cancer in 2013. I am a girlfriend, I guess, even though I think that I'm too old to use that term. Um, I am a pet owner of two cats. Um, I am a daughter. I am still lucky enough to have my mother, Mm -hmm. a sister. 
and I hope I'm a, I hope I'm a friend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how are your children are older than my I, children? I have one son. He's 25. Yeah. Okay. So you're a mom of a boy. Boys are great. <laughs> Until they won't leave home. Well, my youngest son says he's never going to leave here. He's even going to go to college online. So they never has to leave his mom. And right now that sounds really sweet, but when he's 22, it probably won't feel so sweet anymore. No, it won't, <laughs> but you'll still love him. I love him. Yeah. Well, they are special, those boys, but um, I knew you were a mom. I didn't know how many kids you had. So that's something new that I've learned about you already. So, so obviously you, you do have a lot going on in your life um, due to all of those labels that you have uh, to define yourself, but we really want to talk about running today. So, um, and we're going to talk about these other things too, but, you know, running is the thing that bonds us all. Um, so I want you to tell us a little bit about your running journey. Do you remember like the first time that you ran? Was it early in life? Was it later in life? Tell us a little bit about how you were introduced to running in general. Um, I started running when I was 55, as a matter of fact. Um, in 2015, um, I had always walked, always enjoyed walking, brisk walks, but I had never really wanted to run. And um, the gentleman that I was seeing then, still am, um, he's a runner. And he is, is very, he is very, I need a minute to figure out how to say this. Um, he had lost a wife to, who had several organ transplants and the legacy of life run by the Kentucky organ donor affiliate. So it was a very, mm -hmm. very important run to him. Mm -hmm. And um, so I really wanted to run it instead of walk it. So I put my shoes on one day and went, showed up for a 5K and ran Iroquois for the first time ever. And I, I, I thought I did pretty good. I made it in 36 minutes for someone who had never run before. Are you kidding? <laughs> I couldn't do that now in a million years. And an Iroquois at that. <laughs> wow. I had, I had support. I had... I had women I'd never met that wouldn't pass me because they said, you've been in front of me the whole time. And I, at that point, I was about on my knees crawling in. And mm -hmm. but the people I'd never met before were pushing me and um, cheering on somebody they didn't even know. Mm -hmm. so that was my first run. How did you feel when you finished, when you crossed the finish line? Were you surprised or were you like, I've really trained for this. I deserve this feeling. <laughs> No, I, I, I knew I would make the run. I knew I could finish, but I really, I was emotional. Mm -hmm. I was, mm -hmm. I was worn out um, and, and probably did not move the rest of the day. I, it's been a while. I don't really remember, but I know I was absolutely worn out and just kind of wanted to cry. Mm -hmm. I Which is like that sometimes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, oh. I understand. <laughs> It is emotional, right? Like, yes. um, and especially, I mean, this was something it sounds like that you highly motivated you to do because of what, who, who was behind it and, you know, the motivation to run it in the first place. So yeah, that's really a very emotional place to be in for lots of reasons. Um, not just because you completed a race, but 
the meaning behind it. Do they still do that race? They did not do it last year. Um, we did it the year before, but okay. uh, you know, COVID. Right. So I don't know if they're going to have it this year or not. Probably not yeah, at this point. Probably not. Mm -hmm. But it's good to keep an eye out for it. So when oh, yes, races can return. It. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a good challenge too. Is it's still at Iroquois? If it's still at Iroquois, that's always a challenge. <laughs> anytime that you go. I don't think I have a PR there. Like it's I never even care what my time is if I'm running there because I'm just impressed that I didn't like you know, stop and just be like, nope, too many hills. That big one, big long hill, this three muscle. It is. <laughs> it is. So after you finished that 5k and you went home, were you kind of like, yeah, I might do that again sometime or did, had the running bug kind of hit you? Because like, when I see you now, as I know you as a runner, you look just like you've been running way longer than 2015 and so did it come like pretty natural to you or is it something you worked hard for and were you bitten or did you have to get talked into another race no i didn't have to get talked in i think within a, a month we did the turkey trots mm -hmm. um and it was it it was easy i mean it wasn't easy it was easy for me to start transitioning from walking to running i pretty much stopped the walks and just started running always by myself though because nobody wanted to go as slow as me <laughs> so, so unless i was in a race i was by myself yeah yeah so how long did you run solo um probably until i did my first run with some girls or really it was one girl um with srtt Mm -hmm. which was several mm -hmm. years later yeah. and now I can't I can't go hard to go back to running by myself yeah yeah when I started running um I didn't know any runners um except for my husband really and he was way faster than I was um he's still faster than me but he um so I would run with him and I just always felt like I was slowing him down or he would say, I'll slow down for you or whatnot. Um, because of, that was our time together. We had smaller children. And so that was like our only time to be together by ourselves. So we would go run when we had a chance to do it together. So he would slow down for me, but I kind of always ran by myself and just like, that's my me time. You know, that's, I get time to think and be by myself. I never really thought that I would run with other people that were my pace and things like that until I joined uh, SRTT. And now it's, I'm kind of like you, it's so much harder to run by myself most of the time. Every now and then I want to run by myself just because it is nice to be, be alone and, um, not have anybody need anything from you, but yeah, running with other people. Now I can't imagine back when I was running by myself, how did I do that all the time? How did I do it? You know, I, I know I, I've never even considered it just, it just seemed foreign to me to do it any other way but alone because that's how I mean, we would two or three people might drive together to a place to run but then we'd all go our different directions and then we meet back and go home because of everybody's different paces mm -hmm. but I, it, I just never thought it would be so much fun to run with others and it is yeah 
It is. It's a lot of fun. So I, you did, a, you okay, 5K, you obviously have done 5Ks, but at some point you decided to go a little bit further with your distance. So tell us about that. Like, what was your decision to sign up for other types of races or other distances? And kind of what was your plan of attack to be able to increase your distance and be successful with those? Well, because to I, be honest, I don't think you're older. Like as a runner, I don't think you're older. But if you look at the running community now in Louisville, there's a lot of young folks. So like you and I are in an older category now. Um, although I think like I'm at the top of like one of the most competitive age groups right now because I'm 45. I feel like that 40 to 44 group is really cutting it up right now <laughs> um, between trail well. sisters and us. So, but um, but yeah, but I feel like we're on the older end and there's a lot of young people, which is great because it seems like running is just more normalized now, uh, especially for girls than it was when we were that age. But um, how did you decide this was something you wanted to stick with? And, you know, what was your, what was your kind of approach to increasing your miles and things like that and staying healthy? Well, um, I had some, I only really ran about six months. And then one of, one of the the things I forgot to, to say about I will, who I am is I, I forgot to say I'm a cancer survivor. That's oh, you know, just that important thing. one. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, I was, I was diagnosed with cancer in early of uh, 16. So after I had a, had a single mastectomy and then I had um, uh, chemotherapy and then after that 33 radiations. So I tried to, I just thought, well, I'm strong. I could do this. So, I mean, I would, I would have chemo every two weeks and I would, I would have it on a Friday and then I would kind of be down for a week. And then I would start couch to 5k every two weeks. I would start it over <laughs> and I, I would get up to where I could run for 30 seconds and then Friday would come and it'd be chemo again. So I did that for a while. And then when um, I went into radiation, I had pretty much had to stop just because of burns. So that whole year, I would say of 2016 was pretty much lost as far as running. Mm -hmm. um, I walked again. And then the next year, I finally had reconstruction finished. So there was just a lot of, oh, I can't run because of you know, this bandage on my chest or this one in it, or, or sweating makes it hurt. So I didn't really start up again until I would say the end of 17, early 18, which is about probably when I joined the group. Mm -hmm. And um, I always would just run three miles. It never occurred to me that I could go further. And sometimes the groups I would want four miles. When I, when I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'll back that up a little. Um, when I finally started running with others, um, most of the time we would do three or four miles, but there were a few times people needed more. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I couldn't keep up with them. I couldn't do it because I, I just wasn't used to doing five miles. Um, and I guess it was the the triple crown where I decided I'm going to do a 10 K and I'm going to do a 15 K. And I got the first one under my, under my wings. And then 
COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And so the girls and I did the other two on our own. We, um, we trained, we followed the, the program for the mini marathon mm-hmm. and just, I had been told before that if you follow their plan to a T, the Norton training, then you'll, you'll do it. You'll be fine. And that's mm-hmm. what we did. We, mm-hmm. we would meet on the weekends and do six miles. And the next weekend we do seven and the next through the entire thing. But unfortunately there was no many. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that whole, that was the year I turned 60 and I wanted to do the mini. Oh. So I did, I just didn't get to do it with any kind of proud participation. Right. But you completed it. I did. I did. did and you I do that. We, you did that with the group. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I think I'm a pretty strong person, but when I look back at it, I don't know if I could have done that with, on my own. I think I would have quit maybe mm-hmm. uh, like mm-hmm. you get to seven miles and you're just done. Mm-hmm. And I think I would have stopped and just decided that nobody knew it. So I could just turn around. Oh. Um, but um, the, the strength that these women have given me is more than I ever, ever imagined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I would like to think that you wouldn't have quit at mile seven and you would have kept going by yourself just because I know, but I've had that feeling before. And it is like, you know, I see a lot of people who are starting up running or they're, you know, during COVID they've had the ability or the time or whatnot to be able to ramp up their mileage um, because they can, they're just running to run and um, there's not a lot of pressure there. So it's, um, you know, it's easier to do that, but at the same time, they're running by themselves a lot of the time. And to me, that's just mentally very, very difficult. Um, and so I'm always, in, you know, I'm always in amazement to see so many of the ladies in our group out training for races by themselves, pretty far distances as new runners, because I'll be honest, the first race that I trained for, like the first long distance race that I ever trained for, or even the first 5K I did, I had someone supporting me and running with me um, because my husband helped train for my first 5K with me. And then I didn't run another race for like several years. And then he signed me up for half marathon and I ran with him then. And then I found the group and I had plenty of people to run with. So I wasn't these people were carrying me in a sense because I like to sleep in I don't like to get up early in the morning and run well most of these psychopaths like to get up at you know six or seven a.m to go run and that's just not me and uh, but if I knew someone was waiting on me and they needed the miles and I needed them anyway I would get up early and go meet them I would have done that by myself I would have slept in until nine ten you know didn't get wouldn't get out till 11 then it's blazing hot and I would feel like you know, just complete crap the entire time I'm running. So I love the accountability part and I've always had that. And so I know you and I were talking before um, we started recording, but I miss that part now with COVID. I've run so many miles by myself the past year, um, 15 months or whatnot, that it just, I'm an amazement of these women who are just starting their running journey and they're doing so many miles by themselves. Yes, I, I've met a few ladies in the past few months that have just started or restarted, and they're all, they're already running ten miles on a Saturday morning, and like it's 
just what you know what everybody does mm-hmm. and um the the strength that they have or the the tenacity um just amazes me and i i understand what you're saying about having to do it alone now this, these past what 15 months um and there these women are just coming right on in like you said and doing it and it, I, I i don't know sometimes i don't know where where we get it mm-hmm. i guess as women we we have to be strong we've you know we've had babies we've taken care of our parents we've done all these things and we don't have a i've never really felt like i had a choice but to be strong and i also kind of feel like i'm off topic <laughs> no 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 i agree and i think that's part of what makes our running group so um important to so many people's running journey and you know it goes, kind of goes back to your comment i don't know that i would have finished if i hadn't had these these women with me on this whole experience um you know it's just that feeling that you get and i also can um explain to people what it feels like to run a race with a group of people that's a really foreign concept for a lot of runners because they're there to race that day and they're there to follow you know they've they've created a plan and they're going to run their race their hardest and it's just solo right like you're out there surrounded by three thousand people but you're by yourself i've run races with five or six people together, you know, like our own little pacing group. And people think that that's, if they haven't been in the group and they haven't done it yet, they think that's one of the wackiest things they've ever heard of. But it's been some of the best experiences. And I can't wait for some of these new runners to experience that when racing comes back like it was, because it will come back um, in terms of the numbers of people in that whole the feeling of the crowd and everybody being excited and pumped up like i can't wait for those ladies who are new or returning running to get that feeling too it's like kind of like a drug i think all of it it's a healthy drug which is a good thing but yes i i I still want to run a the mini marathon with Mm -hmm. crowds um because well I, i ran it this year but that was you know it was there was you know, it was what it was, it just, but it wasn't, sure. but Absolutely. Uh, it, it hopefully next year. Yeah, but we're all shooting for 2022 now for hey. racing to return. So that's a good thing. So let me back up. I want to go back to this whole detail you left out about, um, you know, being a cancer survivor and talk to me a little bit about um, kind of what did the, did going through everything that you went through and you know all of the treatments and all of that did that um change you in any way in terms of kind of your outlook on life on your health on your well-being or your like do you think that that has contributed to you being able to continue to ramp up your running and your training um or did you do you think you always would have had some of these goals because I feel like going through what you went through, you know, I personally would think if I can get through that, I can pretty much do anything. You know, I mean, running is 90% mental, 10% physical. So did any of that, do you think any of your experience with cancer has impacted your running journey in any way? Have you ever thought about it like that? Um, I, 
you know, I guess it has. I think in the beginning, I was I was angry just because it was keeping me from exercising and from running because I had other things I had to do. Um, but um, I, I I really don't know if I could say that it has made me run more um, or try to be healthier. I just have always wanted to be healthy except for the cigarettes and the alcohol when I was in college but um, that part and my mother will hear no she won't um, that I've always tried to do things with my body so it was it was harder of course coming back from anybody any kind of surgery if you have a you know appendectomy it's always hard to come back um, I it's really a hard answer question for me to answer um, I tell the some, my group when we're running um, I can do anything for a minute. I can do anything for a minute when we're getting to the end of a, of a run and we're someone's saying, oh, just another minute. And, and I'll say, we can do anything for a minute. So um, they, they laugh at me and, and say it back to me when I, when I wanted to stop. So, um, I, I, you know, I just, I don't know. It, Cause it, since it was part of my life, I don't know it any other way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I can really answer that with any kind of, you know, definite answer. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure it had to have affected me. I don't know how it can't. Mm -hmm. um, I, uh, I think one reason that I tried to, to run while I was going through treatments is I was so afraid I was going to gain weight. And I was just so, I had worked so hard to lose. Well, I thought I was working to lose. I was losing because I had cancer. Mm -hmm. so, so that was a whole different story. But, um, you know, I, Stephanie, I'm sorry. I don't know if I can really give you a good answer for that. Yeah, I no, think, I mean, I think it's, it would have been the same, but I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, some people's personalities are just, you know, kind of static over time. Um, some people have life events that change, like give them a, an epiphany about doing X, Y, or Z. And some people are just steady the course, you know, their whole life, despite things that happen to them. So I just always liked, you know, we talk to other runners about things that have happened to them, or they may have a diagnosis as a chronic illness, um, you know, or something like that. And uh, some people say, I think it, things would have turned out differently if I hadn't had this diagnosis. And some people are like, no, I would have always done this. This is just who I am. And the diagnosis is a part of who I am. And um, it was a blip on, I think I have somebody tell me it was a blip on my radar screen, you know, compared to all the other things that go on in life, right? Everybody has struggles and, you know, everybody has some kind of struggle in their life. You may not always be able to see it. Um, Yours probably was more, you know, vis visible for people to see because they knew you were going through treatment. And that's, you know, that's not something you can hide from your family members or friends very easily, probably could. But so people did know that you had this going on in your life. Um, so some things you can hide a little bit easier. But yeah, I mean, I think if, you know, you've had lots of, everybody's had lots of struggles. And for some people, it's like, no, this was a part of my life. It's who I am. And I'm just continuing on. And I think the person that told me to talk with you um, was like, well, you know, Marcy has a great story and she, you know, she doesn't really, she kind of downplays it, but, you know, we think she's amazing. And so, you know, one of the things that I always like to ask the group is, or the, the pot, uh, people on the podcast, if they're in the running group, you know, how has 
she runs this town, mom's from this town, impacted you um, in, in your running journey or just as a person? And you can probably answer that. And I'm going to let you answer that. But um, this person was like, the, Marcy has impacted us like in so oh. many ways. So <laughs> I know I'm like, okay, tell me more. And, you know, but I want to hear, but no, let's just have Marcy come on and talk about it, you know, but I think I will say, and it's very, um, it's kind of crazy. People probably think I'm crazy, but this running group changed my life. I think my course would have been different. I don't think I would have done the things I've done now if it hadn't been for the running group and all the people that have pushed me, motivated me, or really have been like, you can do that. Like, duh, you know, I want to do, I want to go run 50 miles. Okay, go do it. Like no one's batting an eye or <laughs> just like go do it. So when you have this unwavering, unconditional, this unwavering support and unconditional love, I think it's really hard if you're receiving it that you don't, it's really, you can't not give it back. You know, that's what I see in this group a lot. So tell me and tell listeners, like, what have you gotten out of the group or the people that you run with? I mean, and, you know, talk a little bit about that. Um, friendships, for one. Uh, you know, as you as you age, you're, you're not in the situations where you make friends um, easily. You're not in school. You're you're not in, you know, what, I guess most of your friends you have from from high school and college and such. And so mm -hmm. when you're 60 and all of a sudden you've made 15, 20 new friends, it's really cool. I think it's really cool. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I told my father-in-law about this probably a few months ago. I said, you know, I never thought I would make friends at this age in my uh, uh, this part time of my life. And and he, you know, he was uh, he looked almost tearful. He was so happy that you know this is going on for me. And I mean, I have become friends with people that are fifteen years older and thirty years younger. Mm -hmm. And everybody has a story. And like you said, everybody has, has, we all have problems, you know, it's problem, problem, problem. We all have mm -hmm. them, but we're able to get out there and sometimes bat them around, sometimes act like they're not there and just go out for the giggles and the girl talk. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that that, that's one thing I've, I've not, I don't believe I've ever felt so much inclusion in this group. I mean, it's, um, it's just solid. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't think that I would be running and, and, and training for these races if I had, didn't have them. Um, mm -hmm. We're all training for the Indy half now. Well, some brave people are training for the full, but uh, the monumental. Mm -hmm. And so um, there's, there's that that we are looking forward to. Hopefully it stays, it, it's not, it's not put, turned virtual or anything. Right. But um, it's just, I, I, I don't know. It, it's, I mean, there's a, there's a very big warm spot in my heart for SRTT mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, really all of the groups here in town um, mm -hmm. that are, so many of them overlap. Yep. And, um, the, the support, the, the love when somebody's cousin is sick or, or something, you know, the, the, the ping start on the Facebook mm -hmm. message, any kind of situation and just the, the support that you get um it's it just can't be equaled anywhere else yeah I would agree with that for sure what do you think when people tell you that you um 
or and maybe people don't know like about um, being a cancer survivor when they meet you, but if you meet people who are interested about running and they know that you're running, what kind of, you know, there may be like, hmm, I'm thinking about running or that's interesting. I might like try to try that. How do you encourage people to get into running? Or what do you say to them, or, you know, when they found out how much you run? Like, <laughs> I ran into ladies in my neighborhood back during COVID when I was running by myself. And uh, it would be the same groups that you see, the same women. I have no idea who they are, never met them, but we would always chat you know, hey, how you doing? It's hot. It's really hot today, that type thing. Mm-hmm. And one of the ladies, um, I said, you've got to start running with me. And she said, there's just no way. And I said, just 10 seconds at a time, 10 seconds at a time. We can do this. You know, we, you can start running with me. And I, she must have moved because I've never seen her again. <laughs> but, um, or maybe she changed her route to avoid me. <laughs> She's like, I've got to get away from that lady. She's going to have me running in no time. (laughs) It's kind of like that minute. I can do anything for a minute. Yeah. Um, Is I'll just tell people or or if they ask my opinion, sometimes I give it if it's not asked, but, but, you know, you can do it. You you don't have to start out at a seven minute mile. I'd never be a seven minute mile in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm probably four or five minutes slower now than I was before. And I'm perfectly okay with it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't run for time anymore. I just run because I know it's good for me. Yeah. And um, I'll 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 just share that you know you can do it. Just again, start start thirty seconds, and and I'll do it with you. Mm-hmm. That um, there's always going to be somebody who's going to run their their same race or their yeah. same run. Like, I'm having difficulties with my iPad. Um, so you've, you've said that you run, I mean, you run because it's, it's good for you. It's, you know, healthy. It's, it's a, it's an activity that other people should try. So I want to talk to you a little bit about what you're thinking about. So you're training for the half marathon now. Uh, yeah. You, Indy Mental. Yeah. Do you have any, like, this is odd talking to people who have survived things that I have not, but do you have a bucket list of races that you want to do? Or do you have a, like a goal race that you would be like, if, if I could just do this race, I would be good. Or does that ever cross your mind? Is there like a race that you want to do? You know, not one in particular. Um, the, the big fancy races, you know, I wouldn't qualify for anyway. So maybe that's why they don't appeal to me. But I think I would, if I had the opportunity, maybe want to go and do the rock and roll in Vegas. Because I've heard it's a lot of fun. It looks so fun. I know. It looks so fun. Yeah, I've only done one rock and roll race, and that was in Chicago. And it was fun. It's put on, it's organized very well. Like all that series of races usually I've heard are organized well. The aid station's great. Um, but I think you're right. Like just the atmosphere in Las Vegas and at nighttime and, you know, the things that you would get to see oh, yes. <laughs> while you're running, that's very unique, that location. So that would be a fun one to do. Um, I know we've had a couple of people in the group that have done that one and highly recommend it. So I'll be watching for you to see if you get out to Las Vegas for that. I'm assuming they're having races like normal out there because everything else is 
pretty much a go in Las Vegas right now, despite COVID. Yes, I guess so. I don't even know what time of the year they do it. I've never, never researched it. Um, it just always sounded like fun. And I have some family members that have done it also and have said that, um, that it's a good time. Yeah. Now, do any of your family members run or what do they think about your running journey? I have a, a cousin in Tennessee and he started running probably, I don't know, let's say, let's just say 2010. Mm -hmm. And he has been a huge support for me. He has, uh, in fact, when I was out with, with treatments, he uh, placed in a breast cancer race and he sent me the medal. And oh. uh, as an amazing, it's got a sweet little spot in my heart. And if I ever put up a, a rack for the medals, it'll have a great spot there too. But uh -huh. I just, it meant so much to me. And we talk, chat back and forth um, about running. And he's out now with a knee injury, but we'll hopefully get back to it. But uh, no, my, my sister's a speed walker. Um, my brother, I'm not quite sure how he stays fit. I think he does a lot of yoga. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. but, but out of my siblings, I'm the only one that runs. So do you have a cross training regimen that you incorporate during your training for your half marathons? Is there anything you like particularly like to do or feel like works really well for you? Pilates. Mm -hmm. I love Pilates. You do Pilates? Mm -hmm. I need to do Pilates. Um, I have a, um, I, I work through a studio that teaches so I'll, I'll work with an apprentice on a one-on-one -on -one situation and they've already been through training. They just need hours. So okay. it is a very economical way <laughs> to take a private lesson um, yeah. with Pilates. And then they'll, they'll call me if like tomorrow I'm going to be helping a teacher get her her final certification. So I'll have a cool free class, um, which is always a fun thing. Ooh, lucky duck, I, yeah. Well, no, I, I'll tell you the name off camera, but uh, <laughs> they always need people because they always have these people that need hours. So they need Right, bodies. right. Um, and, but I, lo I love Pilates, I really do. And, and the girl I'm working with now is a runner. So she works on my gait, my hips, everything to keep things in line and to keep me, you know, my feet straight. And, um, she's probably my favorite instructor that I've had there just because she is, um, all, all everything we do has to do with life outside the studio. She gets and, you. Yeah, she does. That's nice. That is a really nice resource and you're helping her in turn. So there's like a mutual benefit there for both of you. She probably enjoys that. We have fun. She's a teacher. She has to get out of the, out of school every once in a while and have a little fun on her own too. So. Uh huh. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I a friend of mine does bar and she really swears by it. And I just need to pick up something like that. I do. I lift weights and I like to cycle and things like that. But that's um, Pilates and yoga. I need to do more of it. I feel like I get on kicks and then I get off of them. Yeah. Yes, we all do with things in life, but mm. yeah, I, I've really wanted to start cycling because so many of the ladies do that, but there for a while it was so hard to find a bike. Um, yep. now I haven't looked lately, it might be easier now, and um, with cooler weather, I might might be a good thing to do. Yeah, it's um, 
it's nice. It, it definitely, I can tell a difference when I do it. I feel a lot stronger in my running. And when I was training for races that were, and I probably need to do this for longer distances too, but in, when I was training for races that were less than a half marathon pretty consistently, I want, I would take out a run day completely and put in a bike, you know, a bike day. Cause it was the weather was where I could ride outside. I have to be really confident with the weather to ride outside. Like I don't like it when it rains or anything like that when I ride. So, because I'm just not that comfortable riding outside, like I wish I was, but it just made me feel a lot stronger, you know, when I did that versus if I'm just running and like, that's probably with anything though, I should be incorporating some other type of strength training or cross training. Some, some people get really bogged down with a training plan and don't think about working those other muscles. Um, so cycling is a great way to do that. And still, I feel like it's a hard workout. Whereas yoga, I don't always probably push myself as hard as I could. So, but you know, everybody has to think about Pilates sounds fun. Now we know your secret to staying young and flexible. It, it is fun. I do like it. I do like it. So, um, other than your bucket list race for rock and roll half, do you have anything exciting coming up in 2022? That's already scheduled. Not a thing about. It's, it's, it's kind of like last year we waited to the, the very last minute to start signing up for things just to see, cause I, I had, I was sick of virtual races. I had signed up for so many things at the end of 19 that just mm -hmm. all virtual. Um, I am, we, we're going to do the fall Royale. Uh, I think it's October 30th. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, I'm looking forward to that. I've never, I mean, I've been past the place a hundred times at least, but I've never been around there and I'm looking forward to that. It's kind of incorporating that into the, the paper because the next week is the half the in the yeah. month. So for Monumental, are you running with people in that race or are you all, all doing your own thing? You've just been training together. You know, I think we'll probably do it like the many where we all start out together and then whatever happens, happens. Nobody is offended if somebody wants to go faster or slow down, but we'll start off together, I'm sure. There's a lot of us going up there. I know that's a big group. I feel like I'm going to have a little bit of FOMO after I see all the pictures and everything. But when you all signed up for those races, I wasn't ready to commit to anything really. Um, but it sounds like it's going to be a good time. And so you saying that like you all just kind of start out together, then you do your own thing. I made the mistake one year of telling someone I would run a marathon with them. And after the fact, everybody told me that was a horrible idea, which it was because you can't ever plan what's going to happen. Like on race day, your training can go great or, you know, whatever. And then you all are there together and something breaks down, whether it's because of the weather or someone gets injured or mentally, especially if that's person's first time going that distance, they don't know what to expect. And so it starts to mess with them a little bit. And so that person and I agreed that after that race, we would never, ever fall into that pact again. And we would always tell people not to do it. And I still tell people not to do it, but I know, I know people do do it. Um, but we had an A goal for that race and it didn't happen. And it was disappointing to the person who it was their first time running that distance. And now they don't think they want to run that distance ever again. So 
it was a bad idea. So I'm glad you all are have your have your pack to do your own thing once yeah. you start finish or once you right. start, yeah. you know. The, you've got to be flexible and um, because like you say, somebody may have to stop and, and change their shirt because they're too hot or that. And do I really want to wait three minutes or, or wait while they're in the line for the portal at, no, I don't. I just want to keep going. And, and nobody is ever offended. I'm not, I wouldn't be offended if, if it was that other way. Just, you know, it's nice to start off with somebody at least. And yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, I had the excess, we kind of had the crisis like in the middle of the race and we were standing in the middle of the race course crying like to each other about you go, no. He didn't bark. Like you go, no, you go, no, no, I'm going to stay with you. No, you go on, you leave me, you leave me here. And that was like a 15 minute debate. And finally, someone from our running group was coming up behind us and saw us and she stopped and she said, are you all okay? And she could hear what we were saying. And she was like, oh, for Pete's sake, Stephanie, she told you to go on, just run and leave her, you know, go. And so it, someone else would like with a moment of clarity had to come by and thank goodness that person stopped and did that. Or we would have stood there for 30 more minutes arguing about what was going to happen uh, because emotionally we were committed to it, you know, and physically one of us couldn't. And so thank goodness for moms around this town like it saved the day that day you know but um yeah we don't we, we won't ever enter into that pact anymore so well and like you said it, it can get emotional mm -hmm. you know it just can because i mean it i don't i don't know what it is it it what it does to you if it happened to you all like you said in the middle of the race and um but it it, it can and certainly I guess maybe because it's so it is so physically demanding that maybe that is a reason that it translates into emotional I, I don't know absolutely it's uh it's just it's just I I mean I'm thinking about each of them you know in my right now the, of the ladies that I run with the most and it's just it's just making me happy mm-hmm mm-hmm Yep. And isn't that funny? You can be in such a crappy mood and like show up for a group run and all of a sudden, like, it seems like everything just kind of, like you said, it either goes away for an hour or it lifts, it comes off of your shoulders and you feel, yes, part of it's probably the endorphins from running, but then also it's just that feeling when you get done, I'm, ha I'm always happier. I'm always happier after our, after our run with a group of people. Yes. Absolutely. So you, you and I can agree we're in it for the experience. That's for sure. Yeah. Of the people. <laughs> yep. So two, two things I want to ask you about what is probably the most that your run and your running journey, what is the most, like the funniest thing that's ever happened? And it could be in a race or a group run or like the scariest thing or like the weirdest thing that's ever happened. I want to ask you that. So think about that. And then I'm going to ask you the question that I always ask everybody before we wrap up. But can you think of like the funniest or like weirdest thing that's ever happened when you're on a run? Golly, I, I that don't. you can share. Yeah. I, <laughs> um, you know, in, in 25 minutes, I'll have all kinds of things. But, you know, the funniest, we all laugh so much all the time. Um. I guess I don't know why it always makes me laugh, but there's a lady who rides her bike through Pope Lick and she's got her dog in a backpack. 
And um, that just always, it's just, to me, it's just so funny, but that's not, I know that's not what you're, what you're talking about. Um, gosh, I must be boring. I, I just, I've never <laughs> been scary, never seen anything scary. Um, Good. You know, seen weird things. I saw a, a bass cart with two watermelons and a box fan in at one time. And I, I don't know how that got on hair lane, but there it was. Um, you know, and I'm sure we all, we all, oh, oh, the, the doll, the, the porcelain doll with the head broken off was, was kind of creepy. I remember um, seeing that picture, a picture of that. <laughs> My son was, his mom. It's just, it's just terrible. I can't believe you touched it. Like, oh well, yeah. I mean, that's, that was weird, I guess. Just out, out in the, there it was just by the side of the road. Mm -hmm. Um, Golly, I wish I wish I could tell you something that's hilarious, but um, without betraying some confidences. But um. uh huh. <laughs> so maybe it's something has happened, but it wasn't you directly, and you can't tell me. Right? Other people, yeah, it's not my family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. 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 But, so, and you're mainly a road runner, right? Do you do trails too, though? I, I do not as much as road, just because, especially right now, they're they're going at six o'clock at night and it's I've worked all day and it's 95 degrees and that's no thank you yeah. but uh, once it gets cooler I will definitely get back into it and uh, yeah my weird most of my weird stories running stories most of them have been trail running stories so I'm different about those trails I don't know what it is but that's where most of my funny or awkward weird stories come from so yeah maybe this fall you'll run into some other things that are weird but the doll that baby doll head <laughs> that was gross <laughs> well not gross. gross it was just bizarre freaky bizarre yeah. yeah okay so before we leave i want to ask you the question that i before we wrap up i want to ask you the question that i ask everyone um because obviously this podcast is called the bluegrass bammer podcast and we focus on bammers when you hear the word BAMR or the, the, the acronym BAMR, because it stands for Badass Mother Runner, what do you think of or who do you think of or what is that? How would you define a BAMR? Um, anybody that tries, anybody that gets out there and puts their shoes on and um, goes at it. Um, I, I, as a matter of fact, I think that my eight-year-old great niece is a BAMR. Um, she's she ran a cross country run last week with only one shoe that she lost at the starting at the start. <laughs> it wouldn't stop. And uh, I, I mean, I, I told her mother, she's a future bammer mm -hmm. because she's determined. She's well, competitive doesn't always have to be involved, but she is competitive. Mm -hmm. um, uh, just again, pushes through, I guess, pushes through. I don't want to get up, like you said, at 6 a.m. Um, so they do it at nine. It's a little hotter. They may do two miles, but they did it. And that's mm -hmm. pretty badass. Mm -hmm. And um, I I guess most of the people I know of are, would be a bammer, especially in this group, maybe all of them. Yeah. Just because they're there, they show up. Um, uh, I hope I'm a bammer. I try to be. I was just going to say, it's one of the reasons why you're on the podcast. You know, I think the thing, so you said something that you, 
people show up. I always think that's a big one that people don't really put a lot of stock in or don't think about putting a lot of stock in, but just showing up is like the biggest step. The first time you ever show up for group run, the first time you ever show up to tow a line at a race, the first, you know, all of those things take some courage. And so to be able to just show up and have an intention to start something, I think is pretty awesome. Um, and then also, you know, this whole idea about motivating and inspiring other people, you know, I think that's a, a quality of a bammer and that inspiration and motivation can come in a lot of forms. It's not, doesn't look the same when you see it, but I definitely, people have just told me over and over and I agree that, you know, you help motivate a lot of women in our running community and you're very inspirational, whether you feel that way or not, because apparently you're also a very humble person. So, um, oh, you know, so I, <laughs> I definitely think you're a bammer and I just want to thank you for coming on the show and telling us a little bit more about your journey and motivating people, you know, despite obstacles or, you know, whatever they face, just showing up is like, that's it, right? Like, if that's what you need to do, just show up and the rest of it kind of happens. If that it's makes sense. Funny how that happens, isn't it? Funny how that happens. <laughs> Some of the best advice you could give a person right there to show up. So, well, I hope that I get to see you in person sooner rather than later. But of course, we want to do all that safely. Um, so I'll show up when I know you can show up. We can both show up together again. That will be a fun occasion. And uh, I keep on it motivating and keep on running and inspiring everybody. I appreciate you coming on today. Well, thank you for having me. And uh, you've really kind of lifted me up a little bit today or a lot, I should say, just with your kind words. Oh, good. Well, um, I, I didn't really need it, but it's better. <laughs> there we are. You showed up and look what happened. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> thank you. Stephanie. Thanks so much, Marcy. I appreciate you. All right. I appreciate you too. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Bluegrass Bammer podcast. If you like what you've heard, hit subscribe to the podcast so you can catch the next episode when it's live. Also, you can find me um, on my blog. That is bluegrassbammer.wordpress.com. Or you can follow me at Bluegrass Bammer on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. See you next time and until then, happy running.